Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week with the season over for MLW Fusion, looks like we're going to bring back MLW Underground from the early 2000s. Tonight we are looking at Underground 22, Christopher Daniels versus Sabu in a spike match. But first, uh, some news. Uh, first of all, uh, MLW has announced a sponsorship with Super Show The Game, a wrestling-based card game, to bring you the 2021 Open Draft. Uh, this draft concept starts next week on May 20th and is going to be done weekly on the social media platforms of MLW. We're not entirely sure what's going on with that, um, but just that MLW, Major League Wrestling, is holding a draft to bring you the hottest free agents in the business. So I guess we're going to keep our eyes open and see who they're going to bring in. Hopefully there's some awesome folks. I know who I would love to bring in if I was running a wrestling company. But I'm also not Court Bauer and I don't have control of the purse strings either. I'm just a lowly podcaster rattling on incoherently in his mother's basement. Uh, but anyway... I'm morbidly curious to see what's going on there, and we'll find out next Thursday, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, other news, the behind the scenes anyway, the contract of Celine De La Renta has actually uh, expired, and as of this point, she is yet to resign with the company. Uh, so she's hinted online that she's kind of moving on to bigger and better things, so more power to her. Uh, we'll miss her. So... Yeah, good luck in your travels, Selena. Hope to see you in the MLW arena again. Um, and if not, hopefully those things are bigger than better. So be it. All right, let's get down to business. Down to the underground, number 22. Uh, we are starting off with a recap of Jerry Lawler's involvement with the Extreme Horsemen. Uh, way back when, I think it was last month, uh, we last reviewed Underground. Uh, Jerry Lawler took on Terry Funk in a bounty match, uh, won the match, but didn't get his payment because he didn't take Funk out, he just won the match, uh, which led to him having a skirmish with the Extreme Horsemen, Simon Diamond, uh, C.W. Anderson, and in the course of events, two masked men, one of whom may or may not have been Steve Carino, uh, leading to Jerry Lawler joining the Funkin Army at War Games. Uh, Funkin Army at this time consists of, well, now Jerry Lawler, obviously Terry Funk, the Sandman, and Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Uh, and these two teams will be going head-to-head -head at the next big MLW event, War Games, in uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So we kind of get a recap of what happened there. We get an Extreme Horseman promo. Uh... The Extreme Horsemen are ready for the cage. You know, you see two rings, one giant cage, and obviously you think Horsemen. Well, we have the Horsemen of the New Millennium, the Extreme Horsemen, Simon Diamond, Steve Carino, C.W. Anderson. They're there to take out the legends, to hold the mantle of professional wrestling upon their shoulders, and the best way to do that is at War Games. Countering this promo, we get a promo from the MLW Legends. Uh, Dr. Death notes that this is his match. 
Uh, Lawler's willing to put a, uh, put aside any hard feelings uh, for Terry Funk if Terry Funk will do the same for him. Sandman's crazy and invented hardcore, so he's down. But Funk, Funk remembers his eye, Lawler. His eye, 20 years ago, his eye. But he also wants to take out the Extreme Horseman and, you know, lists all the qualities that a good War Games team should have. And he's not sure that they have all of them. But they're four tough, mean SOBs who are willing to get the job done. So they are going to get the job done. Take out the Extreme Horseman in the War Games. We finally get to hear the dulcet tones of Power Man 5000. Joey Styles welcomes us to the show, gives us the rundown of things to come, putting over the War Games event here in the near future. Uh, also announces our main event of Christopher Daniels versus Sabu in a spike match. And he was getting ready to announce, uh, the, the, one of the filler matches, or all filler matches, well, well, the, what would be the opening match, uh, the Samoan Island Tribe taking on the Hits squad in a falls count anywhere tag team match uh but they just decide like we should just have that match now so we're gonna have this match now uh but the first thing we see is monster mac coming out with a new tag team partner a very young b-boy uh he, he's well now a veteran uh but a very respected individual in the socal wrestling scene and has had flirtations with a national audience off and on over the course of the last couple of decades. Uh, but evidently it is announced that Monster, uh, that, uh, Mafia was attacked in the parking lot. So we are not going to see a De Hit Squad tonight. Just Monster Mac and B-Boy. And of course they'll be taking on the Samoan Island tribe of Samu and Ekmo, uh, the future Umaga, uh, formerly known as Jamal in the WWE. Uh, and things start out pretty wild and heavy uh the hit squad 2.0 we'll call it that sure we'll go with that attacks uh, the samoans before the bell but it doesn't take the samoans terribly long to uh, to turn the tables and take control and honestly they will take control for a majority of this match um just i mean the match suits all the parties involved but this is just uh Brawl, mostly outside the ring. Uh, whatever's around gets used. Most notably, a signpost and a beer. Uh, you know, that bud's for him. Uh, for B-Boy. Hit, hit B-Boy. Um, and just, you know, beating Hit Squad 2.0 from pillar to post. Uh, almost quite literally. Um, we do get, uh, Quick comeback sequence off, yeah, you know, once in a blue moon, uh, most notably with a couple of chair shots and a well placed, well timed leg drop, then drop kick, uh, by the B boy. Uh, Monster Mac has the ladder, uh, sets it up in the ring, uh, but he gets cut off, uh, get, and we miss it, but it gets slammed off the ladder. I assume it's a Samoan drop, uh, B-Boy takes a couple of chair shots to the head and gets laid out on a table outside of the ring, uh, allowing Ekmo to come off the top rope. A big 300-pound splash from the top rope through the uh, through a table on the arena floor. And sandwiched in between the big Samoan and the table is poor young B-Boy. Uh, B-Boy gets pinned by Ekmo. One, two, three. Uh, match is over. Uh, we'll see if this feud continues, uh, but... 
It's kind of a hot way to start the night off. We get, we got ourselves a brawl. It wasn't one of the most hot and uh, wild brawls I've seen, but it was good enough to, you know, set the bar rolling. Set the ball rolling. But, I uh, ball uh, bars are kind of cyl cylindrical, too, once I spit the word out. Uh, and they can roll, but, you know, get, got things rolling well enough tonight. And, of course, you know, everybody loves a table spot, especially when it's the finish. So, we're all happy. I'm happy. You should be happy. Uh, unless, you know, it's the usual, you're not happy because you have to, you're stuck listening to me again. For whatever reason, I don't know why you come back if you're not happy listening to me. But that's neither here nor there. But, you know, we're all happy now because we got a table spot. Backstage, Sabu is with Bill Alfonso. Uh, Alfonso, of course, is doing all the talking. Notes that Sabu is a scarred-up freak. And so, tonight, he's obviously going to have the advantage with the match because he doesn't, get cared if, he doesn't care if he gets cut up. He's a scarred-up freak. So, Daniels, watch out. Sabu's going to be a scarred-up freak tonight. Yeah. As a rebuttal, we have Father James Mitchell, uh, but he's mostly worried about Homicide. Uh, notes that Homicide got lucky uh, being able to pin uh, Jerry Lynn in the Young Lions match, and he wants to remind Homicide that in real life, you know, it's not the Lion King where the cub comes back a man and just resumes his position of order atop of the kingdom. In real life, the elder is the one it comes in takes charge of everything and restarts the, you know, bloodline of the lion's pride uh, through various violent, horrific misdeeds because, you know, nature's not like real life. Nature is brutal. Um, so, Homicide can kiss his MLW dreams goodbye because he's not going to get another win, let alone a win tonight. Um, Jerry Lynn himself is the king of the jungle. Mikey is choosing to sing The Lion Sleeps Tonight, gets cut off, admonished. Uh, Mikey blames it on Jerry, and Jerry is hardcore. Anyhow, and moving on from that, we go to Homicide screaming around. Uh, backstage somewhere, pounding on the walls. It's Homicide's time. Pound, pound, scream, scream. Not some of his better work, I guess. Uh, he's pretty hyped up. I'm not going to tell him no, though, because despite this being like 20 years in the past, he might still hurt me. And it'll be young homicide that hurts me, not old man homicide. Not that old man homicide couldn't hurt me just as bad, because homicide's a tough dude. I don't think I don't think I want a piece of that. Anywho, while I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hide in my corner for a moment or two, take a brief pause for the cause, plug the guys that pay me the big bucks to do this. I'll see you all un momento. Now, whether you're someone who works out, or like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Ray's Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Ray's provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Ray's Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, -S, at checkout for 15% off your order. 
All right, we are back. Our next match is Homicide versus Jerry Lynn with the Sinister Minister in a lion, Young Lions Challenge. Uh, the Young Lions Challenge is quite simple, that any young lion from the independent circuit uh, can come in and challenge an established member of the Major League Wrestling roster to a best two of three match series. Uh, if the young lion wins the series, gets two victories over the established veteran of the roster, uh, the young lion gets to join MLW formally. Uh, if he cannot manage two wins, then he doesn't get to join the party any further, and he just gets to, you know, F off back to the Indies, and as Joey Styles puts it, wrestle in gyms in front of 50 people. Which, that's actually a pretty good crowd for the Indies they're talking about. Like, uh, I think I know, like, several folk that killed a wrestle for 50 people. Um, you know, even pre-pandemic. But, you know, never mind that. Young Lions Challenge, Homicide, Jerry Lynn. It's gonna be a barn burner, because uh, it's Homicide and Jerry Lynn. I, these two guys can't do much wrong. Uh, we do start with some chain wrestling. Homicide gets the better of it and works over... Uh, Jerry Lynn's arm. Uh, we were going to cut to a commercial break, and we come back, and a bleeding homicide bulldogs Jerry Lynn onto the ring bell. Mind you, there are no disqualifications in Major League Wrestling, at least not back in the day, when it was kind of a, one of the many promotions that served as a successor to uh, Extreme Championship Wrestlings. Uh, but... Homicide, uh, you say Jerry Lynn offers a brief comeback with a TKO. Uh, all for nothing, though, because uh, Homicide hits a half-Nelson roll-up uh, maneuver that was pretty nice. Gets the 1-2-3. Homicide gets to join MLW proper. And Jerry Lynn gets to play the role of sore loser. Hits Homicide with a cradle pile driver and then a bell diving bell shot off the middle rope uh, to, you know, drive home the point that ring bells belong in Homicide's face. Or that nobody beats Jerry Lynn and gets away with it. Um, the match kind of was what it was. Uh, it didn't last terribly long due to the editing with the commercial breaks and whatnot. I mean, it literally pretty much, there was like 15 seconds of chain wrestling, cut to a break, and like seven moves max. Uh, so uh, it's an interesting editing choice. Wonder what happened there. But, you know, it was a long time ago. I'll just keep on keeping on. Anyway, Joey Styles is plugging MLW.com, which is still functional today, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, you know, you're not going to see the roster from 2003. You're going to see the current folk. Uh, so that's where one of the places I get my news from, MLW.com. We move over to Sanjay Dutt, one of the members of the upcoming Junior Heavyweight Tournament to crown the new Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he is the player from the Himalaya and he is the number one junior heavyweight in the world. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Good luck, Sanjay. Back to Joey Styles. Uh, Plugging the War Games event. We have the War Games proper. We are going to see Sabu versus Christopher Daniels once again. This time in a loser leaves MLW for 60 days. And of course, we'll see the Junior, uh, junior Heavyweight Tournament. And just announced, we have the Maximo Brothers... Uh, Joel and Jose, the SAT, will be taking on uh, uh, Mexico's Most Wanted at War Games as well. Uh, SAT have been wanting to take on the best tag teams in the world, and uh, one of the best teams in Mexico at the time was Mexico's Most Wanted, and they will get 
to face off two on two at War Games. We cut to Raven. Uh, earlier, it was noted that Raven will be taking on uh, someone that CM Punk is bringing into the company, Nosawa, uh, to, uh, well, maybe bring Raven towards the light. Uh, Nosawa is also a straight-edge warrior a la CM Punk. Um, Raven is nonplussed. Uh, one of Raven's favorite things to do is beat up lackeys and flunkies and associates. They he loved beating up Stevie Richards. He loved beating up the Meanie. Loved beating up Nova. He was really excited when those guys turned on him so he could just beat them all up. And let's face it, Raven has history of beating up all of his lackeys in some way, shape, or form. Or vice versa. Uh, ironically, like within the within the year, if it hasn't happened already, uh, Punk was one of Raven's lackeys as well. Uh, so, hey, you know, everything is cyclical. Cyclical. Yeah, that's that's a word. Cyclical. That's the better word. That's what we're going for. Cyclical. Anyway, never mind that. We have a main event to get to. So let's talk about it. Our main event, The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels with the Sinister Minister versus Sabu with Bill Alfonso and a spike match. Now, mind you, the match can only end via pinfall or submission, but you're allowed to use your spike. My only qualm with this ultimately is there are no disqualifications in major league wrestling so a match where the spike is legal is kind of eh like there's not a great reason for this to be the stipulation uh, because just a regular match you can use the spike as well but you know whatever Duh, we're feuding so we need blood so let's let's have a match with blood that that's something i can get behind just tell me that we want to have a match with blood, and Rob will be like, sweet. Blood. Blood me up, baby. Blood me up. Anyway, uh, first thing I notice is there's like a fan sign that's getting held up, and I don't know what it says, but evidently it is not fit for MLW TV, and they just plaster the MLW, uh, MLW logo over it awkwardly, like it's blatantly censoring something. Uh, have Again, no clue what's going on there, but I just thought that was mildly entertaining. Uh, match starts off very slowly. Daniels is reluctant to mix it up with Sabu, which I, I don't blame him. Sabu is homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death-defying. Like, <laughs> it's all a bunch of things like, I don't want to tangle with a man that's like that. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to have to, you're going to have to do it sometime. You decide to feud with him and break his arm and whatnot. Um, and just before we go to break, Sabu gets a single leg takedown as, you know, we fade away. When we come back, we, we're in the thick of some action. Uh, Daniels hits back-to-back -back best moonsaults ever, which is pretty much what he uses as a finish nowadays, but he wasn't using that as his finisher back in 2003, um, but to, uh, which is obvious because he doesn't get a three count for it. He only gets two. Uh, Daniels finally decides, F this, we're going to go get a spike, uh, wanders outside to go pick up the spike, and he's immediately disarmed by Sabu once he gets back in the ring. Um, but despite being uh, disarmed, he maintains control over, over in the match, hitting a couple of enziguris, uh, modified octopus hold, um, etc., etc. Uh, Sabu does attempt to come back, uh, thanks to some well-timed distraction from Bill Alfonso. Sabu hits an Arabian face buster through the table. Uh, Wild Mikey Whipwreck appears. Looks like he's trying to light Sabu on fire, but Bill Alfonso has a bottle of water and is 
chucking water in Mikey's direction, allowing Sabu to come in and just punch Mikey in the head and send him off out of the ring. Uh, Sabu finally gets gets a hold of the spike and gets to use it proper and just repeatedly stabs Daniels like in the face right above the eye uh, before finally knocking him down and applying the camel clutch. And just for icing on the cake, Spike is to the eye too while in the camel clutch. Daniels has no choice than to submit, uh, giving Sabu the win. And we fade away seeing Daniels being carried off by Mikey Whipwreck followed by a limping sinister minister. Uh, so that that was your main event, and we got blood. That's the important thing. Uh, overall, solid match, of course, uh, but really kind of playing up the spike aspect, I felt like hurt it a little bit, because, of course, the spike didn't play that much of a role. And, you know, those things never do. Coal Miner's glove matches doesn't heavily feature the glove. Like, it's more about the chase to the glove. Um, kind of the same here was that, like, we got the spike, and then we didn't use it forever. Uh, even though Sabu had it in his possession for quite a while, um, Daniels still did a lot of damage on that front. Uh, but Daniels, once again, got spiked in the eye. This is, like, the second time this has happened. Uh, hopefully this will kind of get blown off in their big 60-day uh, Loser Leaves Town match at the War Games. Uh, but otherwise, you know, outside of some of, the, like, we'll call it the booking you know, questions that I have for it. A very good match between the two of them. You know, told you know, told the story. They actually wrestled like they hated each other. Uh, we got a little bit of shenanigans, but not enough to totally distract everything. Um, outside of the whistle. Oh, Bill Alfonso's whistle is just ah. Oh, but anyway, that that was our main event. So it's time we should be winding things down here and thank you all for uh listening i'll kind of keep you guys up to date as i get more updates uh for well the news and the draft series uh as well so hey, hold out for that or you know just follow mlw on the socials and you'll probably you know hear it before i tell it to you because yeah, i'm not a news site so i don't you know give everything breaking necessarily but you know keep an eye on that i'll be keeping an eye on that because you know i'm secretly hoping they'll sign lufisto i'm not holding my breath because mlw doesn't really have a solid women's division or women's division at all uh so but you know i mean i can dream on that front um but otherwise you know thank you all for listening Stick stay, If you made it through this far, stay tuned for the plugs and the ways you can help the show. And otherwise, I'll talk at you guys later. MLW Confusion is a member of the One Stop Wrestling family. It is produced by Rob Cameron. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave a review in addition to telling your friends, family, and enemies. Word of mouth promotion is very important to small podcasts like us. If you're interested in keeping up to date on Confusion, it can be found on Facebook at MLW Confusion, all one word, no hyphen, and the Twitter is at the Nova of Cass. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade our equipment, my virtual tip jar can be found at www.cofi.com slash Casanova, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A, or for more bang for your bunk, visit my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. Same as with the Ko-Fi. For as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to the podcast without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive goodies. So be like Maverick45 and Alan Schroeder who've been there since the beginning and join up. The written form of all of these links can be found in the episode description. Thanks!